Welcome back to Kentucky Kernels of Truth. Once again, we're talking about the terrible things that people do to each other, as you do. And I am Kate Denny Farr. I'm Wes Brown. And I'm Kevin Farr. And we are, of course, the Kentucky Kernels of Truth. You can find us on Facebook. You can find us at Gmail. And once I get around to it, you can find us on Twitter. Did we ever make a Gmail account? Yes, we have one. We have a Facebook. Okay, oh, I know We that. do have a Facebook. We do have a Gmail I, I account. Get, I get alerts from it all the time. I yeah. yeah, me too. Yeah. And I need to actually get our Gmail back on my phone since, you know, I got a new phone. Okay. Just, you know, Spe- got to update. Yeah, yeah. Battery life is a thing. Yeah, phones. Yeah. Super fun. Okay, what are we talking about tonight? Well, since we started off talking about the horrible things that people do to each other, right now the big big thing is Ted Bundy. Oh yeah. There have I mean, Netflix did the the Bundy tapes. Yes. And they also got the rights to Okay, please give me the title because I cannot remember the title to save my life. Oh, that's a good one. It's uh terribly it's it's like okay you know what imdb is a thing yes because for the love of god i don't want to get it evil and vile yeah it's like prepared we are extremely (laughs) wicked shockingly evil and vile yes because that's what his crimes were called by judge cowart yes so they they took that directly from the court transcripts and actually his was the first trial televised publicly televised that's correct in the sunshine Yes, Correct. we are we are conducting our business in the sunshine. This is Florida, the sunshine state. That was the year that trial was what 79. 79. I was 4. Yes. I wasn't alive yet. Nope, not yet. <laughs> but I was I was 4 years old. So for me, the perspective that I have of Ted Bundy is that for me he was the boogeyman. He really was. I mean, we had a phone flub. <laughs> oh, someone messaged me and doesn't me- normally message me. Okay. So, that could um, be edited out. Yeah. Editing is a thing. Mm-hmm. But for me, f- growing up, he was the boogeyman. He, I, he was a household name. He was terrifying because if you are a girl who has, you know, long, dark, straight hair, and you hear about a serial killer who preyed on young women and little girls because his last victim, Kimberly Leach, was 12 Yes, with long, dark, straight hair. And you know that he's in prison in Florida and he's awaiting execution. He's terrifying. Yeah, he's... He'd already escaped twice. Mm-hmm. He had, yeah. And I got some comments on that, mm-hmm. especially with the movie, because well, I'll, oh I'll be talking God. about the. Rea- I can give the jailer's perspective on that one. Oh yeah. yes, you can. Well, I um, I, I, when I talk about this, I'll be talking about both the reality of Ted Bunny, mm-hmm. and then also the narrative choices they made in the movie. And oh I'll yeah. Be talking about the, the the self-contained meta of the movie. Oh yeah. Um, and I, I remember very well the day that he was executed because I was in middle school. I was in eighth grade. January 24th? 20, 24th or 25th, 1988. Correct. I was in middle school. No, I was in seventh grade. I hadn't started eighth grade yet. I so. was seven years old. Yep. I was 12. I hadn't turned 13 yet. But like I said, he'd been the boogeyman my entire life. And so I remember the day that he was executed because we heard about it at school and I remember coming home from school and thinking and just thinking that I was finally just relieved that the boogeyman was gone. He couldn't hurt me anymore. He couldn't get out of jail and hurt me or hurt anybody else. So it was just relief because I mean, at 12, you're not really thinking about long-term ramifications or the weight of the death penalty or any of this nonsense or anything like that all you're thinking about is the boogeyman is gone so that was so for me watching the bundy tapes was just like it was reliving my childhood and going oh dear god it was worse than that yeah i think they did a really good job with that with the bundy tapes because i i've known about bundy 
Bundy intellectually mm-hmm. reading about it, but they really give a good time frame on everything. Mm-hmm. And uh, and in the uh, to use a a, biblic, a biblical term, uh, a biblical research term, the Zitz and Laban of the time, the mm-hmm. the world that existed in when it would happen, because he when when he was finally in Florida, I never I didn't really think about this when he was in Florida and they caught him and they finally got his name out. Mm-hmm. And then his name was up and down, you know, the panhandle. Ted Bundy, Ted Bundy, Ted Bundy, all in all right. newspapers. No one in Colorado or Utah or in Washington knew anything about it because it was the 70s. Right. Because yeah. it's not like there was VICAP. It's not like, I mean, it really, VICAP came about because of Ted Bundy. Yes. And... Because the 70s really was the golden age of serial killers, which sounds terrible, but there were so many of them Yeah, in the 70s and the early 80s. And because of Ted Bundy and people like him, that's when VICAP really came to be. That's when it became really, really important for other departments to go, hey, so we probably need to be sharing information. You're right. And even now, though, there's still kind of sometimes you get a pissing match between, you know, a sheriff's department and a police department or even local departments in the FBI. But they're more cooperative with each other because really the objective is let's catch this guy and put him away because we can't have people just, you know, indiscriminately killing people. Yeah, there's a running conspiracy theory that that. uh the set, the late seventies, well, actually the sixties, going up mm-hmm. into the early eighties, were the golden age of the so-called golden age of serial killers because MK Ultra was just creating them. Which, yeah, no, no. What what was happening, as we all know, was is that we finally knew what to look for. They finally yeah. had profiling. They finally, oh yeah, and all these, uh, you know, disappearances now actually had meaning. The uh, old so and so didn't just didn't take off one week and she's gone. Yeah. All right, and they weren't blaming it on what suspects they wanted. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, the 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 battle days of, of police officers right. did exist. Yeah. Oh yeah. If they wanted you guilty, you were guilty, and they didn't they didn't need any more proof than that. And that's not knocking police officers. That's just how the judicial system worked, especially then. Mm-hmm. And now you know. I mean, they're still trying to figure out why you know. There were so many serial killers. What it was it environmental? Was it because you know we had so many fathers coming back from World War II, and you know it was how we raised these these boys and so on and so forth. And I'm like, who knows? Right. And now it's like, is it because there was so much lead because of leaded gasoline and and lead in paint mm-hmm. and you know so much environmental lead that a lot of them had heavy metal poisoning and. Who knows? And also the simple uh, law of large large numbers. Mm-hmm. There's always probably been a certain percentage oh, sure. of people like this, of, of, pre- of predatory people like this. And then you have the baby boom happen, and now there's 300 million of us. Right. And so simply by dint of there being more people. Sheer numbers. Sheer numbers, yes. Mm-hmm. Statistically, <laughs> statistically more of them. Yeah. So, I mean, numbers are what they are. The more, you, the more there are... It's like, why do, why does California have such a large concentration of X, Y, or Z? Because there's a lot of people that live there. And the more people that you have in one place, what are you right. going to run yeah, into? Density. Yeah, population mm-hmm. density. Exactly. Yeah, there's, there's again, people to see what they want to see. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I me, mean, I always go back to the conspiracy theory stuff. But, yeah. And, of course, you, had, you did have instances of... Um, uh oh, the Unabomber, David oh, yeah. Kaczynski. Kaczynski actually Theodore Kaczynski. Ted Kaczynski. Yeah, it's Theodore Kaczynski. Oh, yeah, Ted. Oh. Good old Ted. Yeah. Good old Ted. Well, Kaczynski actually, when he was in college, was part of the of an MK Ultra offshoot, mm-hmm. where he wasn't. They didn't take him anywhere. You know, subject him to chemicals or anything, or in a you know, put his head in a in a microwave they 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 put him he was a weird autistic kid you know on the spectrum they put him they put him in a room with what i like to describe as a mean psychologist and he just yelled at him for hours and broke him down Mm -hmm. so that stuff did happen uh uh uh, manson probably got 
his first dose of LSD from somebody who got it from one of the uh, campus uh, uh, MK Ultra projects where they they were introducing LSD on the campuses to see what it would do to people. Sure. So he probably of got course. you know Manson had been institutionalized since oh, yeah. he was oh, a yeah. child and oh, yeah. Manson, that didn't help. I mean, yeah, no, no, Manson Manson is a, is a product of the uh, of the Illinois. <laughs> Uh, children's uh, penal system. Yeah. Yeah, but no, but... Uh, that and he's batshit crazy, yes. or he was. Thank mm. thank the Lord he's I'm dead. I'm just saying nothing nothing helped with all the drug abuse. Oh, dear God, no. <sighs> but going back to Ted Bundy, mm-hmm. uh, I have a few comments. Okay. Oh, and by the way... Mm-hmm. Um, the Bundy tapes are based on conversations with a serial killer by Stephen Michaud, which I picked up at what I like to refer to as the promised land, what what, what everybody else calls McKay's in mm. Nashville, the lovely used bookstore, which you can find pretty much anything. Oh, yeah. And we're not sponsored by them. No, it's just a fun place to be. Yes, uh, we could be. Some of my comments about Ted Bundy in general. Of course, Ted Bundy, Ted Bundy was... Terrible human being. We yes. all know this. Ted Bundy was a murderer. Ted Bundy was manipulative. Mm-hmm. We can all agree on this. Yes. But fuck Ted Bundy and fuck his powder blue jackets. Ugh. Fuck his, uh, fuck Ted Bundy and fuck his turtlenecks. <laughs> fuck his bow ties. <laughs> oh, his bow ties. Fuck. Fuck that oh handlebar mustache he would oh grow sometimes. Oh my god, that paisley, ugly ass bow tie. Fuck his weird, weird sweater. Sweater vest. From yeah, the 70s. yeah, just, just fuck him in general. It's Saturday, Ted Bundy, yeah. I remember that. And yeah. that fucking unibrow. Oh god. Somebody needed to hold his ass down and oh wax that shit. Yeah, you know, the thing, the thing with him is that even if he never was a murderer, never, you know, he was just my neighbor, I just wouldn't talk to him. If you if you walked around like that, yeah, he was always a quiet man because I never talked to him. Right. <laughs> but um, do we want to talk more about the reality of Bundy or more about the uh, the movie? Well, you can't have one without the other, right? Right. Because um, if we're going to talk about the Bundy tapes, that is very much the reality, and I mean we're right. we're talking about both. So I mean. And I, I watched them one after the other. I watched the Bundy tapes, and then I watched um, uh, the movie. Mm-hmm. and uh, The Zac Efron movie. Yes. Zac- that everybody started having a fucking fit about, oh my God, you're romanticizing Ted Bundy. I and I have so. some things to say about that. Yeah, I didn't get that at all. what everybody is forgetting, what everybody overlooks... This movie is not specifically about Ted Bundy, and it's not specifically about his victims. What it's about is Liz's perspective. What it was like for her to have been in a relationship with him where she was manipulated, and and not just in her book, but in The Stranger Beside Me by Anne Rule, you know, the OG of true crime authors. Mm Mm-hmm. She talks about he tried to kill Liz and her child on more than one occasion. I haven't heard these stories. Oh, yeah. He tried to kill them. Um, let's see. Um, turning on the, the gas on the, on the oven and stuffing towels under the doors. Tried to kill them with carbon monoxide poisoning. Huh. And then one night he was going to strangle Liz and strangle her child, and he couldn't bring himself to do it. Hmm. So, um, he he was he was going to kill them, right? And he couldn't bring himself to do it. So, I don't know what that says about him, other than well, a lot of these guys they they have the family, they have the cover family, they have the their carefully constructed life that they mm-hmm. keep separate from their murder from their. Wasn't like Dennis Rader one of those? Or? Yes. Dennis Rader. Uh, Herb Baumeister out mm-hmm. of Indianapolis. Uh, yeah, most of them. Yeah, most of them were, were family men. A lot of them are family yeah. men. Just, just constant women, too. Mm-hmm. Married. These guys get married. Isn't that weird? Hebristophilia. What's that for someone who doesn't know? Hebristophilia is, uh, and this is not necessarily before the trial. This is after the trial or during the trial. Hebristophilia is 
attract being attracted to uh, men who kill. This is generally women who are attracted to serial killers. These are the women who are sitting in the gallery during the trial who write letters, who marry serial killers, mm -hmm. like Richard Ramirez's wife. Yes. Tex Watson's wife. Mm -hmm. Carol Ann Boone. Mm -hmm. Ted Bundy's wife. Eventual ex-wife. Eventual ex-wife, yes. So, I mean, conceived a child by bribing a guard. And she already had a son. Mm-hmm. Yes. She did already have a son. But, uh, yeah, she gave birth to his daughter. Rosa? I'm trying to remember. I think it's Rosa. I think it's Rosa. Rosa. Yeah. And, of course, she has a very private life now. She know. does. Yeah. Good for her, too. Yes. Yeah. Because, frankly, I don't know that she really wants to speak to the public, and I don't really know that the public wants to hear from her. Yeah. To a certain degree. Yeah. I know that from my perspective, I'm looking at her like, you were married to the boogeyman while he was on trial for horrible things. You saw the evidence. You know that he did it. And oh, I'm talking you about married it. him anyway. I'm talking about his, his daughter. Yeah. His daughter leads a very private life. Yeah. And bless her heart, she should. Yeah. I, I know some, uh, some people who are actually... Uh, Related to a notorious uh, killer from Muhlenberg. Well, you know mm -hmm. who I'm talking about, Marvin Gray. Yeah. I know some people that are related to him. And it's, it, uh, it affects you. Yeah, it does. It affects you. Especially around here because everybody knows everybody oh, yeah. else. And everybody's always up in your business. Oh, the two guys that I know are cousins. That, mm -hmm. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, around here, though, everybody's right. always up in your business. And, yeah. you know, nobody ever lets you forget anything. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, it's just like... So his daughter definitely should be leading a private life, and she, she's probably changed her name. She's probably about my age now, a little bit older. She, I would think so. She might be a little bit she older. She would have born in eighty ish. Yeah, seventy nine, so. eighty. She, yeah, she's probably she's probably about your age. Yeah. Okay, and I'm thirty eight. Mm -hmm. To make this no longer evergreen. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the um, well, I'm 43, so right. you know. I got you both beat at 49. So mm, you're just an old man. <laughs> Don't get too close. I'm looking at my notes here. Also, fuck his Volkswagen. Fuck, fuck. That's one thing I was saying. Is, right. You know, you were talking about he'd never, he'd have never gotten caught if he had disobeyed traffic signs. Yeah. And I, my thing is, and if he quit driving the same kind of car right. all the freaking time, he got he got pulled over the first time. He he would have made it out of Aspen if he hadn't been driving erratically, mm -hmm. and then he got pulled and over. A goddamn for... murder kid in the yeah, car. He was, yeah, he was. Well, yeah, but he just kept running stoplights and stuff. He just, yeah. Well, red. I guess he was colorblind. Red didn't apply to him. <laughs> Fuck you, man. Right. But um, do you, do you think that? See, I've I've got a lot of thoughts. I want to go here. I want to talk about. Mm -hmm. Oh boy. Well, number one, I, something I learned mm -hmm. that we had a good laugh about the other day, he was involved with the Mormons when he was in Utah. Oh, yes. Yes. He yeah. he was actively he was actively trying to join the Mormon church. Mm -hmm. He was active in the ward. And, you know, they just couldn't believe that their Ted would do such a thing. They, I was reading just the other day that it, uh, an article that they, they tried to get him out of prison. They and, did. Yeah. They really did. They got him an attorney and everything. And it was just like, I'm sitting there just gobsmacked. Right. I'm just like. Well, they're, I mean, not, not to throw not any to, shade, but the Mormons, especially at that time, were just sheltered people. A I mean, lot how many? Of the, a lot of the Mormons that I have known in my uh -huh. life have been very, very nice, but very sheltered people. How many? Uh, how many uh, hand jobs do you think he got from Mormon oh dads? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you're that, going to a whole nother show. Yeah, here. that's a whole. Yeah, uh, if you haven't. Uh, oh my god! If you. <laughs> I haven't seen, seen Abducted in Plain Sight. Oh, Jesus Just remember, when you, if you cross. watch Abducted in Plain Sight, 
it gets worse. It just keeps going. It just it gets just, worse as the you show You just goes think on. It, it can't possibly be worse than this. Oh, yes. You're, oh, my God, that was yeah. horrible. It can't it get worse. It, it, it just, gets, it oh, gets yeah, worse. Oh, yeah. It just keeps, keeps escalating. Going. It escalates. Yeah, but that was my first, because I've been on a binge, and I, I watched Abducted in Plain Sight, then I started the Bundy tapes, and that was my first thought when I found out that he was involved with Mormons. Like, man, he must have got so many dad hand jobs. <laughs> So wrong. Oh my Just God. so wrong. You know, then. <laughs> but, <laughs> oh my God. And that was that was his uh oh uh Carol LaRoche was the was the one that that he didn't get. Was the one that survived him. She was Carol Durange. Durange? Where, Durange. Am, I, where am I getting LaRoche from? Well, you know and I don't. But uh I've read the book. Yeah, I know, I know. I started reading true crime from when I was like 10. Okay. So I've read all these books and then read them again. And then was like, oh, I missed that like the first seven times I read it. <laughs> it's like coming up on time for me to read Helter Skelter again. So it's about that time of year. I need I need to read the Mothman Prophecies again. That's my... <sighs> <laughs> that's, yes. that, that's what I reread. I've got a, I've got a, the uh, the Humphrey Skinwalker uh, ranch in my bedroom over there. Oh my god! <laughs> but, I mean, I'm like almost tempted because yeah. I go on vacation in August to be like, you know, we could take a road trip. Yeah, what they call it, dark tourism. Mm-hmm. I, I think dark tourism for going to um, where murders happen is not cool. But um, for like the Mothman prophecy, oh, that's though, fine. That's, that's fine. Come yeah. on. Maybe not linger too much at the Silver Bridge, but... No, because I don't like bridges in the first place. Right. They creep me out. <laughs> I'm like, just get across the bridge. Get across the bridge and don't stop. Don't stop. Yep. Don't stop. And don't I've... talk to any billy goats. Talk to any billy goats. Shut Billy up. goats gruff. Oh, yeah. Get the fuck out. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. <laughs> and I'm, be- I'm turning into my meme. Great. Right, right, right. <laughs> uh We'll have to put that on the Facebook page. Oh, God. Do you think that Bundy, because I, I have a theory about Bundy. I have a hypothesis, which means I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. Well, I mean, um, probably none of us do, but okay, we're going to do it anyway. Bundy. That has never stopped us before. There, Well, there is, again, in all my, in all my crazy paranormal reading, there is a, 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 a school of thought that thinks that a lot of werewolf stories are used to explain like vicious serial killers like Bundy. Mm-hmm. And we always, or at least I always see Bundy's manipulativeness and his slyness and his way with words is what people really concentrate on. But but he ravaged those women. He did. He bit parts off of them. You know, yes. and, he, and, he, and, and, and that really does sound... He removed their heads. Yes. And if you read the old, old stories... About, you know, supposed werewolves. I mean, they did shit like that. And if yeah. they, I mean, again, that that may have been how they they uh, explained uh, people like Bunny. You know, back. Yeah, back. there's no way, no way a human could have done that to another human. Or yeah. Mm-hmm. And and he very much, especially when he started confessing in his own way, where it's all in third mm-hmm. person. Well, if a, if a person were to do this, you know, and well, the killer would have. Yeah. So it was very much a divided thing in him. And, and I, because he was manic depressive. And, mm-hmm. and this is not me making no. any kind of. He was diagnosed as right, this. Right, right. I'm just, I'm not giving. No, he, he deserved to be locked away at the very least. Yes. But. What do you think you're doing, Kat? I can oh, see yeah, my, you. My kid, don't, don't, don't look at them. Just ignore them. They'll go away. <laughs> um, but. Do you think he really started escalating his his worst megalomaniacal traits after he got cornered, after he was actually arrested? Because that's when his really, I can't say deviant, because we know what his deviant behavior was. Oh, yeah. But his real, his his elevated, he, beca- he became an elevated self. He became a... His more true self came out. Yeah, but a more performative, his his, his performative self came out. I, I really, especially... Did he decompensated? Mm-hmm. He, he just quit, he quit, knew he had to quit hiding. Yeah, mm-hmm. he, he pretty much, I think he may have figured that uh, the cops were already pretty much on to him and he could, he could quit hiding so much. Well... Uh, he knew he was going to be, he was caught I and f- that they had him. 
I felt they portrayed it very well in the movie when he jumped out the window. Mm-hmm. And we all knew it was coming because we all know the story. Right. But the way he, you really do get the feeling that he, that, that was his, to, to use a writing term, his meeting with the goddess. He He's now entered into his adventure, as it were. Mm-hmm. Right. But he's past, he's literally past the threshold. He's defenestrated himself. He's jumped out a window. And now he's on the run and he's he's given up all pretense to innocence innocence or well, any pretense to playing by the rules right oh, or, yeah. or or attempting to blend right. in innocence yeah yeah he <laughs> he made it very clear he was not going to play by anybody's rules at that point and and this is when he starts you know you start his real megalomaniacal stuff when he's when he's trying to defend himself in court and and when he's just rolling over everybody when the mask really slips in yes. court i just it, if you've ever seen that picture that photograph where he's yelling in court, and he actually looks pretty terrifying, mm-hmm. where he's just full on yelling. Yeah, mm-hmm. he by then he had, I mean, because that was when um, he had really decompensated, and because he had he had been decompensating with each killing after right. that. By the time he got to the sorority girls and Kimberly Leach, mm-hmm. I mean. How into yourself, and I'm not playing by the rules, and I am a god, and I can do what I want, do you have to be to beat someone with an oak log and right. strangle them so much that their neck is half of its normal size? Yeah, that, that, again, that's my... To, to go to a middle school and snatch a 12-year-old girl as she's walking to class. She yes. was walking to class. Yes, yes. And as my point was to make about it, he, he, he took a log to him. Yeah. He has this incredibly slick demeanor. Mm-hmm. But when he is a murderer, when he when he goes into berserk mode, it literally is a berserk mode. He mm-hmm. he literally is is uh, because, just a marauder. Yeah, because five years prior, mm-hmm. he was at Lake Sammamish. Yes. And he was, you know, doing that whole, oh, oh, I have a broken arm, but, you know, I'm trying to get my sailboat back on, on attached to to my car, can you help me? You know, oh, poor poor me, can you help me? You know, he was doing the, you know, oh, I'm injured, can you help me, Ruth? Right, which was wonderfully uh, lifted into a Silence of the Lambs with uh, Buffalo Bill mm-hmm. getting uh, having to have help uh, with the sofa into his van. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. But, and, uh, you know, because at that point, he was very much in control of himself. He was, you know, doing that, I'm not going to get caught I'm going to do this ruse. It's going to work out. And I can snatch this girl. I can bash her in the head. I can take her off into the woods. I can rape her. I can remove her head. And no one's ever going to find her. Yeah. And that's what happened. And he was successful with that. Mm -hmm. But by the time you get to Florida... Oh no! All hell is broken loose. Oh yeah, he's he's on his big adventure. Mm-hmm. He's got, he's literally gone on a cross country adventure. He's basically dancing around with his middle fingers up, going "fuck mm-hmm. you all." I'm gonna do what I want. Mm-hmm. And it's amazing what a chameleon his face was. Truly, because it wasn't you know just changing you know changing the part in your hair and growing some facial hair, uh-uh. but his fa- of course he had lost so much weight in Colorado, mm-hmm. and that's something they don't go into in the in the. In the movie, because Mm-mm. you can't, you, Zac Efron's not going to do that. No. He, yeah, he's not Eric Bana. He's not going to. Oh, Jesus, no. But he got down to like what, I mean, even with, um, after, after his uh, six days in the woods in Aspen, he got, he lost like what, almost 20 pounds? Yeah. You know, in six days, which is amazing. Yeah. Uh, and then when he, he made himself get down to like 148 to get to that window, get to yeah. the, uh, the light fixture. He lost 40 more pounds. Right. And. And I believe in the movie, the you know he's got the file and he's cutting out the drywall. Mm-hmm. He didn't do that in real life, did no, he? No, he did not. No, he just shimmy. He just pulled out the light fixture and shimmy through. Yeah, the, that's exactly yeah. what he did. Mm. He looked at it. He knew exact. He figured out exactly how small he had to be to get through that light fixture. Mm-hmm. So he lost weight. Yes. But by the time he gets to Florida. Of course, he he put back, he puts weight back on his, mm-hmm. and he was he was never a heavy man. Mm-mm. But even when he had, he was fit, but he wasn't heavy. Right, he wasn't he, heavy set. But he'd been, he'd been so wrinkly from being skinny, getting skinny, skinny. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And when he got when he got to Florida, his cheekbones were different, like under his eyes. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, it's one thing to puff your lips out or get your cheeks out, but mm-hmm. but the shape, the, his ocular orbits were different. Yeah, just from putting on a little bit of weight. Mm-hmm. And again, his big douchey handlebar mustache. Oh my god, <laughs> fucking douchebag. <laughs> But yeah, and it, again, that just that just blew my mind. Number one, that you can back in the day, you could just not give the cops your name, and they they didn't have and a fucking way of dealing with it. Yeah, they couldn't tell who the fuck you were, right? You know, because I mean, it's not like they could run your fingerprints and have a national database to check you. Right. And I mean, and from my perspective now, I mean, I can look back and go in my twenties, in my early twenties. It's very likely that I would have fallen for that line of bullshit. Right. Why? Because in your early 20s, you're so conditioned to be nice. Hmm. You know, as a a woman in your early 20s, oh, just be nice. Just help him out. It's fine. At this point in my life, I'm looking, I'm like, oh, you need help with that? Hang on just a second. Let me go get my husband and we'll help you. Yeah. And look at him like, now what, bitch? Oh, oh, no, it's okay. It's okay. Oh, no, no. Hold on. I'll get my husband and we'll help you. Because, you know, I mean, two people are better than just one, right? Right. Surely you don't want the five foot two, you know, over 40 kind of overweight girl to help you out, right? Yeah, it's it's just like you always uh, tell kids, adults don't need your help. No. Yeah, adults, yeah, an adult does not need your help finding a puppy. No. They can do that by themselves. They can. And, you know, I mean, it's like I've. I mean, I've told Emily, who is, so help me God, 24, going on 25. Mm -hmm. It's like, no, Emily, no, do not do this shit. Read the book and learn what not to do. Right. Do you think that... And to her credit, she has been reading the book. (laughs) Thank God. Do you you think the cameras having... Because as we said, it was the first trial to be nationally televised to have cameras in the courtroom Mm -hmm. do you think the cameras escalated bundy do you you think he would you think he would have been as performative he would have been performative anyway but he was really putting on a show because he was like this is my moment to shine he loved the attention he sure did fucking narcissist i can't remember i think it was was it in colorado when or was it i may have been in florida when they caught him and they had him in the service elevator, and they pulled you know pulled him out to give him the indictment. Right, oh, that was Florida. Florida, Florida. Okay. Mm-hmm. You can tell. I mean, the cameras there. He he doctored that uh, that per- he he did a performance there yeah. for sure. Uh, he knew the cameras were on, and he wanted the sympathy of it. And I and I could not believe that the, that the sheriff had no control of that situation. Oh, the sheriff was the sheriff was. I think Bundy had it on, on, hit the nail on the head with the, the sheriff was good looking for an election, right? And this was this was it. This was his big his mm-hmm. big catch, his big caper. But you I mean you used to be a jailer. Would you ever allow would you ever allow uh an inmate, especially a dangerous one like that, who to act out like that around around your sheriff or in front of would you even allow him to be in front of cameras like that? No, we I mean there's that that's one of the big differences in this day and age versus back then. Mm-hmm. Uh we all know nowadays that you don't want to do that because if nothing else, they're gonna an inmate that is unhappy is, and I'm not saying inmates in jail are happy because they're not. But if there's one that's particularly upset, he is going to do his damnedest to paint your jail or your jailers in as negative a light as he can to get public opinion against that jail, against those jailers, and and uh, stir up controversy. Yes, and uh, and. There's a lot of things that go on in jail that are not like they used to be, but at the same time, you don't want cameras in there in case some inmate wants to try to make it look like it's right. the way it used to be. And I've seen some bad stuff in jail. Right. I've seen some stuff where I kind of go, um, okay, <laughs> we, yeah. we really shouldn't be doing this. <laughs> what, what are your thoughts on him, uh, at, like his, great, his first great escape when he jumped out the window? Oh, in the in, in the mo- in the movie, they framed that as as the as the uh, bailiff, you know, of course, uh, flirting with a woman and being completely distracted. But they had let him have way too much reign. Mm-hmm. Never what I, I, I they didn't see him as a threat. They yeah, didn't think he he was as dangerous as he was. The he was on trial for 
fucking kidnapping. Yeah. Right. The judge allowed him But he to, was charismatic. Yeah, he was charismatic. The judge allowed him to be his own co-counsel. Yeah. And so that's how he got he got a uh, free ac- access access to the law law library. Uh, the jail out here that wouldn't have happened because the law library, the law library uh-huh. is in the jail. Do you take the amber lance to the library? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. No, but I've chased the amber lance to the hospital, but with inmates right. in it. Um, but uh, everything, anything that the lawyer really needs to do, they can do. Not the lawyer, but if someone's representing themselves or or part counsel can do is in the jail. Uh, the one thing they don't have is. Or at least not in our the the local jail here is comp- access to a computer, right? But you know, I'm not I'm not going to paint bad light, but we do know that cell phones make it into the jail. Oh yeah, I've read about that quite. And a bit. you know, once once it's in the jail, you, I've seen those pictures. I mean, yeah, once it's in the jail, they now have access to a, a whole network of computers. Right, you know? the whole internet's there for them. So, right. uh, Martin Scarelli. Had one. Mm-hmm. Martin Scarelli was running his corporation or running his, his at least his lending stuff mm-hmm. uh, or not lending, trading stuff. Oh, farmer bro. Yeah. He has a punchable face. <laughs> Let's not go off on that tangent. God damn, but, uh, I hate him so yeah, that's much. A, that's a different type of psychopath. That, that, whole, that, whole, that whole thing that happened with the sheriff in Florida, uh, that was, that was I think, two big egos mm-hmm. coming to a collision. Now, mm-hmm. if, if like in, in the local jail here, we wouldn't let news behind. We wouldn't let a cameraman behind the main the, the main entry door. He might get into the the foyer. intake walk, the foyer area, maybe maybe the drunk tank area. The intake walk has you know got all the trustees on it. These are guys who are trying to have good behavior because mm-hmm. they're trying to reduce their sentence. Other yeah, trustees, yeah. yeah. And then you know some of them are are doing it so they can get to go outside and you know don't spend all day in a cell, right? And so these these people will mo- for the most part be on their best behavior, mm-hmm. but if you have if you had someone like Bundy starting to act up, I'm pretty sure that they would shut down that interview as quick as possible. Right. It, it would be over. It would be okay. He's starting to act up, and let me you know the sheriff might say, "Well, I'm going to say my piece real quick because I'm still trying to get my votes." You know, say my piece and get him out of here. You know. Bundy going, they've got a gag order on me. That just raises suspicion. Right. I mean, one thing that I, I kind of pulled from uh, the Zac Efron movie was for a little bit there, I was I, I had to catch myself because I was finding myself becoming slightly sympathetic for Bundy. And I'm like, wait a second. I know right. who this is. Right. That's, you know? that's, that's, that's part of it. I mean, that's... Mm-hmm. And, I saw, and then it, it dawned on me that, you know, they've actually... This is... Give Zach Efron credit. I don't think, and I'm sorry, I'm going to say this, but I don't think he's that great an actor. But he did an excellent job in this movie. Oh, he does a great Dead Eye. <laughs> well, but uh, no, he no, he was very good. He yeah. was, oh, and he and he, he was very keep, believable. Yeah, because this was told from Liz's perspective, and she was still having a hard, she was still having a hard time believing that he had done these things, right. That that the person that had lived with her and raised her child right. and, you know, right. had been her lover and this, that, and the other was this person who had brutally murdered women from Washington to Colorado to Utah to Florida. And parts in between. Cal- yes. Was he in California? Didn't he get one up Upper California? Pretty sure. Right. I mean, and there's... Lord knows where else. Yeah, yeah. God, I mean, God, God knows. Yeah. He was in Kentucky. Yeah. yeah, he was. There is a verified stop that he made in Louisville. Mm. He was in Michigan. He was in Ann Arbor. Um, and where in between Ann Arbor, Michigan, and Florida are you? There's a whole lot of space right. there. And I think that's that's an interesting point because I I haven't again I just I, I watched the movie today. I haven't had mm-hmm. any, I haven't had any time to uh, and I, I I didn't want to read any articles on it to right. to uh to color my 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 thoughts on it but i i saw that there were uh article headlines about how some people were disappointed there were no kills in it you know they were expecting a horror movie and and that goes that goes back to one of the blood and gore yeah they want the blood and gore and that does go back to your point that this is told from liz's perspective yeah, it's mm-hmm. not it's not and movie. and you do have to watch this with even though you know the way they framed it and mm-hmm. like you said you're feeling sympathetic towards him if you had saw early where he had killed someone, 
you you would just from the from the get go have no sympathy for the character. Right. You would never be putting her in Liz's shoes. Right. No. And and also to point out that one is based on um, the Phantom Prince, My Life with Ted Bundy mm-hmm. by Elizabeth Kimball, which I have also read. And looking back, because I read that one when I was a teenager, and it is horrifying where, now. Where, where were your parents? <laughs> in the same damn house. All right. <laughs> And you know, they I let mean, her read Helter Skelter. Come oh on, boy. they didn't censor what I read. And now mom was like, you know, well, I didn't see you reading. Then I'm like, mom, I was sitting on the couch. I was sitting right there on the couch in the living room. You saw me well, reading. Well, you were this. quiet and you weren't playing with matches. So why would they? <laughs> exactly. And you were leaving the animals alone. It's like, calm down, mom. I mean, yeah. it's not like I turned into a serial killer. I just happen to be interested. Right. Slow your roll. But you know, I mean. But, I mean, now, though, and it is horrifying to think that this is what she endured. That this is what, this ruled her life. Oh, he gaslighted her completely. Yes, he did. And he he would call her constantly. Fucking malignant narcissist. Jesus Christ. He had to maintain control over her. Yeah. Yeah. Just just the amount of, of course, he was reading all, if, if we're going anything by the movie, all this, all this reading he was doing to get himself off, you know, getting to mm-hmm. get to legal reading. He but was also all, a student of psychology, right? But just that's that's pretty good time management for all he's doing, and and uh, keeping the mind whammy on his girlfriend who lives across who lives across the country. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I don't, I don't have that kind, of, I don't have that kind of. I ain't got that kind of energy. Yeah, you ain't, you ain't got that kind of free time either. Right, right. In jail, you have a ton of free time right but and going back to the point that you made about how now in this day and age with inmates getting all you know oh well let me tell you about how they do things in this jail in this day and age of social media yeah no that would never ever ever happen right never happen because you can see it, I mean, with the controversy that's going on in the beauty community, which we're not even going to get into, because it's just an ugly story. Please, because I don't and know. I, well, I, don't. <laughs> I, ain't got, I don't have the time and crayons to explain this to everybody ever. But let's just say that it is it is big, it is bad, it is ugly, it right. involves sexually predatory behavior. Ooh. Yes. And it has made national news. Because it has started a fire on social fucking media. Yeah. Now... In this day and age of social media, mm-hmm. that perp walk would never happen, ever, never in a million years. But you, in those how days, you, how do you think Ted Bunny would have abused Instagram? <laughs> All the filters ever, right? Uh, except his play, his playground would be Tinder. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. It would be all Tinder all the time. Until he got caught, then he'd Reddit, Reddit, yeah. Fuck you. <laughs> God damn, Kevin. <laughs> uh, I, w- I could say 4chan, but that's, damn. you know, that's near the end. 4chan's tame now. It's 8chan's where all the uh, terrible Ugh, things. Yeah, I know. No. But, uh, I, I can hear the screeching from here when you mention... Every <laughs> time you every time you mention 8chan, a kitten dies. Right. <laughs> because one of them has tortured it to death. <laughs> but talk- talking about, uh, again, how his, his ego... And I really feel like that he may not have been competent. I, I, we, we were having this conversation. He, we were. Because yeah. I don't, again, as a sociopath, as a psychopath, that he, he did not have empathy for others. No. And so people were just meat sacks to him. They were. They, they had no agency. And so he may not have realized the weight of society upon him mm-hmm. when he was... D- it feels like he was just the hero in his own ARG up there. That's the way a lot of them were. Right, exactly. But So I don't know if he understood the gravitas. You know, I really do feel like that, that he was in his own high opera, basically. I wouldn't be surprised if that is the case. But as far as knowing right from wrong... Mm-hmm. If he didn't know that it was wrong to murder people, right? 
he would have been more forthcoming about, oh, sure, I did it. Did and he, Kemper was. Yeah. Did he know? And again, we're splitting hairs. But, True. but, but when you when you get down to if someone is competent enough for the death penalty, did he know it was wrong or did he just know it was against the rules? True. But, I mean. Right. We're not going to argue about the death penalty because, you know, I mean, look. My childhood best friend's father was murdered by an escaping inmate and is still sitting on death row in yeah. the Commonwealth of Kentucky and, in my opinion, should have been executed quite some time ago. Now, her family is all, we're good Catholics and we don't believe in the death penalty. And in my opinion, there are some things that when you do them, you forfeit your right to live. But that's just my opinion. I'm not going to debate the death penalty with anybody. Right. I'm not here for that. I ain't here for that, sis. Right. <laughs> I ain't got time for that shit. So, you know, I don't have the, the, the graphs and the charts and all that shit to do that today or ever. <laughs> no. If you want to do that, you can talk to somebody else, but that's not me. So you're not going to change my mind. I'm not going to sit here at the table. The death, pen- the death penalty is totally okay. Change my mind. That ain't me. If you want that, move along. <laughs> my my. Ma- <laughs> My major concern with that is is not. I, I do worry about um, to you to use a a, a nickel word it, the epistemology of it. Right. Is that the, in in AI in the uh, in the study of artificial intelligence mm-hmm. and the theory of thought? There's something called a Chinese the Chinese box, where you have a person who slides a paper of of Chinese text into a box. Inside that box is a person who does not understand Chinese in the least bit, but has all the books and all the if-then statements on how to translate Chinese into English mm-hmm. without ever actually understanding anything they did. They just knew that they followed all the rules that the book told them to, and then it gave them gave them the sheet. And they slide it back out, and it's perfect, and it's perfect English. And that's, that's the fear with AI is that eventually with uh, – with some of these neural nets and, and their internal if then statements that, mm-hmm. that it's not actually thinking. It's just using the, the, the finest granular, finest, uh, uh, flow charts. And that is what I, I think about some of these guys like a Bundy mm-hmm. or anybody who lacks empathy like that. Right. Are, are they, are they conscious? Good question. Are they, I mean, of course, are we conscious? Is your green migraine? Oh, I'm high, man. But. <laughs> but you ever look at your hand? I mean, really look, look at, at your, your hand. hand. <laughs> but, but I wonder about that with some of the guys is that of their complete predatory nature. And so many of them are brain damaged. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we've all, we've all gotten in that conversation about. Oh yeah. How they all have a, a closed the, head the injury. Three steps. What? The three steps are the three things you got to have. Head injury, uh, bedwetting, and playing with fire. Yeah. Closed but head injury closed, with trauma yeah. before the age of 12? hmm Yeah. Before you hit puberty. Yeah. But then it gets into how much how much is their willful decision to be evil? Right. And how well, much, I mean, and how like much is just... Richard Ramirez, right. who was steeped in chemicals before he was born, right. arrived into this, you know, horribly abusive environment mm-hmm. where both his parents abused him, where was it his... It was either his older brother or his cousin who I came I think it was back, his cousin. Yeah, who came back from Nam and was like, you know, this is how you kill people and right. this is how, how you do this and how you do that, and then shot his pregnant wife... Right. Right in front of Richard Ramirez, and so he's like, "Well, fuck it, I can do whatever the hell I want." Right, and he did. Yeah, and my and my argument is not these people should be let go or anything. I mean, they should right. definitely be, uh, you know, in custody. Yes, somewhere, somewhere. Whether it's you know, mm-hmm. in a mental hospital or incarcerated, yeah, you know, in and in, in, in incarcerated in a mental hospital, you know, for. <laughs> Like for the criminally insane, I'm not like you know, we're not talking like Arkham or anything, right? This is not Gotham, Kevin. Stop. Oh my god, you're the one who brought up Arkham, Jesus not me. Christ, I thought it, you said it. You're breeding my brainwaves again. You ever wonder with Batman if all those henchmen he beat, if there's just like, like a massive CTI problem in, in the henchman community of, of Gotham? Because he knocks everybody out. 
Oh, they got PTSD when they see his motherfucking ass. I know, coming. but I'm saying, but but when you get knocked out, it twists. I mean, that's how you. Oh, it does. Yeah, because you're because you're you get you get hit so hard, the inertia is mm-hmm. is your skull's moving faster than your brain inside your skull, and it twists. And so Batman's always knocking dudes out, mm-hmm. and so. And so is is not like all the penguins henchmen and all the they're just caught in this cycle because they all have Swiss cheese brain from getting the shit kicked out by Batman over and over again. Anyways, that's the tangent that we're not going down. But I just no (laughs) (laughs) because I could bring up you know oh hey there post concussive syndrome right thank you car accident that yeah I hope your ice cream melts forever (laughs) all over your seats right your ice cream. Uh, but you know who you know who the the great victim here is. Why, well, Joe Osment? Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> it took me five solid minutes. Kim was like, "Is that Haley Joel Osment?" I'm like, yeah. "Oh my god, I see a dead career." <laughs> no, he's actually coming back. He's really good. I I mean, mm-hmm. but but poor, but his his poor uh, his poor character in this, you know, when. <laughs> <laughs> you're not you're not supposed to say friend zoned anymore mm-hmm. because it actually is but that poor pastor got friend when when they're when they're in that of course this is in the meta of the movie you know this is in the narrative of the yeah. movie so who knows what the hell but when they're watching him get convicted and and she confronts him about unplugging the telephones mm-hmm. and and he's like she, he's killing and she's right you know he's, yeah he is and she says you just don't understand the bond me and Ted have. I'm like, you know what? Fuck you, leave her. (laughs) (laughs) This is a toxic relationship. You need to walk away. Our relationship would tell you to dump that bitch. (laughs) Right? Oh, my God. Yeah, our relationship would totally tell you to dump her and walk. Right. (laughs) But... <laughs> yeah, I was uh, talking Jim Tan new call social media. Yeah, talking about <laughs> the movie somewhat. Uh I was really again uh uh Angela uh Syphian or Clementine. Mm-hmm. Clementine from yeah. Westworld was was Joe her best friend, uh, yeah. Lee's, be- mm-hmm. Lee's best friend. Uh John Malkovich as the uh the judge. Was, judge was much better shape uh, much uh, much better shape than the judge was in real life. Yes. <laughs> I mean, he was a good old boy. Right. Well, the one thing that I saw in the movie, and I didn't mention while we were watching it, uh, but I was, I, I, I started paying particular attention after the first time I started, I saw it when they're in Florida and they're in, the, they're in the sunshine, mm-hmm. doing everything in the sunshine. I was noticing Zach Efron did a lot of studying of Ted Bundy. Because if you watch every kind of from mm-hmm. the news media's point of view as the cameras pan around the courtroom right. and you get those shots of the the real Ted right. Bundy, Zach Efron has the same exact facial expressions, the mm-hmm. same body language. Mm-hmm. Everything about him is identical. I mean, I was watching things and I was thinking, that is freaking scary. Yeah. And he's it, like, got this so down. I wonder how many takes they had to do because he's got this down so tight. Right. That it, I'm, I'm thinking I'm watching the Ted Bundy ones. Let's, let's hope he didn't go method. Well, yeah, that's what I, that, I was. The other thing I was thinking is we need to really yeah. keep an eye on Zach for a while right. now he I, until he gets a new character. He doesn't go, he doesn't go full. I drink your milkshake. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, but again, you know, I'd watched episode four of the Bundy tapes, which mm-hmm. dealt mostly with the uh, with that the final days of his trial, yeah. and it's amazing how much they lifted. Directly from those. I mean, there were times oh, I thought yeah. they were, I thought it actually was footage, and right. I realized no, yeah. that's Zac Efron. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's why I say I have never thought of him as that great an actor, but mm-hmm. in this show, well, that's he had most, me convinced. Yeah. He's mostly been a Disney kid, so I mean, mm-hmm. that's all you've ever seen him in, unless you watched Hairspray. He was in as Hairspray. The, as it all goes silent for right. a second. He, goes, okay, <laughs> he was in Hairspray, the which had um, the the one with John Travolta. Oh yeah, yeah. And Michelle Pfeiffer. Mm-hmm. Okay, that version of Hairspray, which is not the original done by John Waters. Okay, it's the <laughs> new one. It's the remake. Okay. Okay. Um, he was um, corny. The the TV yeah, I've seen his acting. Shut up. <laughs> but yeah, he was corny. The TV host. Right. And you know, um, I'm like, he was in like what High School Musical and. And hairspray, and so he's like been this Disney kid all this time, and so I'm like, 
okay, so we've got Zach Efron. All right, okay, cool, cool story, bro. And then I'm like, okay, I'm just gonna sit here now and be like, oh my well, god. Well, a lot of the a lot of the roles that Zach Efron has played, and I hate to say it, but he's kind of typecast himself because a lot of the roles have been douchebags, right? I mean, there's been the one where he's the uh, uh, part of a. Uh, uh, a frat house next door to a family. Yeah. The guy from Pineapple Express. Oh, yeah, yeah, they yeah. They made two of those movies right. for some god-awful really? reason. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, i never seen But But uh, there's that one. Joe and, Rogan. Yeah, Joe Rogan. And there was another one that I just No, had. not Joe Rogan. No. no. Seth Rogan. Seth, Seth Rogan. Rogan. Yeah, Joe yeah. Rogan's bald. But <laughs> <laughs> and really likes DMT. Yeah. And uh, Joe Rogan is... There's another different. one. There's another one. The, he, he did Baywatch with The Rock. Right. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. And uh, douche. Right. I mean, sorry. If you're in Baywatch, you're a douche. Right. It's just, just, I mean, that's. Or that's you're, you're running part of, part in of slow motion. How you got hired is can you act like a douche? <laughs> Good. You're hired. Yeah. You, or, hey, do you have boobs and can you run in slow motion? Cool. <laughs> are you glance? Are you glassy eyed and beautiful? <laughs> a golden retriever, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But, and that's why we don't do this at my house because my dog would be like, "Hey, hey, mom, mom, right. mom, there's like somebody here. Cool, cool. What are you doing? Are you doing something, mom, mom, mom? Okay, time for hey, me mom, to bark at mom, cats. Mom. Right. <laughs> She's huge now. What a what is uh her mix again? She's half Great Pyrenees and half Turkish Akbash, which means she's a great. Big. She's a small horse. Yeah, yeah because we had to huge. get her. We had to get her a new harness mm-hmm. because you know she's outgrown the other one. So we've gone from big dog to small horse. Right. So I mean, basically, that's that's it. I, I mean, can still pick her up off the ground currently, <laughs> but she's five months and like fifty pounds. Yeah. She's a big ball of fluff right. and energy, puppy energy, because she's still a baby. Right. But instead of being like this little cute puppy that everybody thinks of when they think puppy, and they're like, oh, so she's a full-grown dog. No, she's a five-month-old puppy. <laughs> I'm like, my God, how big is she going to get? Huge. Yep. Huge. Probably up to our hip. Yeah, probably. She's a big girl. I got the new kitten, of course. Yeah, mm-hmm. she's a sweetie. Yeah. Yeah, she, you got her from our daughter. Yep. <laughs> we're very lucky we didn't have uh, any uh, kitty fowls on the table today. So. Oh, yeah. <laughs> think they were uh, unlike the, uh, some of our past podcasts. <laughs> yeah. But I think I finally got the Smoke's got someone to entertain her now. Yeah, yes. pretty much. Well, do we have any Do we have any closing thoughts on um, on the movie, on which I cannot recall the name? Uh, oh, to save my life, Jesus. Because it's got... It's a quote from it's a the long title. trial. So yes, so extremely vicious. No, not vicious. No, it's not vicious. Um, no, the last word is vile. Extremely wicked, shockingly evil, evil and, and vile. vile. All right, it's a pretty good movie. I, I don't. It was. It I was. don't. I don't watch a lot of Netflix's movies. I watch mostly their TV shows. I mean. I'm a fair mix of both. We did. I mean, we watched The Dirt last night, which mm-hmm. is Motley Crue's biography their story so that was interesting too and that's a netflix original so i mean i kind of will watch it i'll watch anything though if it's i like documentaries mostly which is how i get stuck into true crime documentaries and going oh wow dude dude that's like so bad (laughs) whoa he cut uh oh he cut that off oh my god (laughs) what why would you do that why would you do that oh dude you're gonna get caught Bro, bro, hmm. or even worse. And then she opened the door with no gloves on. You dumb bitch. That's how you. That's how you go to jail. <laughs> which is the new version of, and that's how you get AIDS. Oh no! <laughs> I'm about to edit that out. Uh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm not gonna edit this shit. Oh. <laughs> Okay, well, that's, <laughs> that's been our hour. Oh, wow. That that passed kind of fast. Yes, it did. But yeah, I mean, true crime is true crime, yes, man. It is. And it's just, it's just more of the horrible shit that people do to each other. Because, I mean... They're out there. Yeah, they are. They are out there. <sighs> so, Kate, parting thought. Parting thought. Don't get into cars with strangers. Mm-hmm. Lock your doors. 
like Karen and Georgia tell you to. <laughs> because, guys, I listen to my favorite murder, and they tell you to lock your fucking doors. Lock your fucking doors. Lock your car doors. Lock your house doors. Lock your windows. Lock your doors. Don't get into cars with strangers. If somebody is like, oh, my God, my arm is broken, and can you help me with this? No. No, you can't. No, you really can't. They'll be okay. I promise. And love your critters, your kitties, your puppies, your bunnies, your lizards, your fish, whatever. Just love on them because they love you. And keep your podcast to one hour so you can turn your air conditioner back on. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say, what's your parting thoughts? Uh, well, it probably doesn't help that you and I have been drinking. Yeah. Because some of us need alcohol to cope with the horrible things that people do to each other. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have any thoughts, man. And some of us are like me. I'm dead inside, so I don't yeah, need the alcohol. Yeah. I can just sit here and listen and watch and read all this yeah, stuff you still, without you st- it affecting me. <laughs> Except maybe giving me ideas, but we won't go on about right. that. I'm going to smother you in your sleep. She thinks. I am. Well, uh, uh, I get up earlier than you do. So if I ever, if I ever am, uh, if I ever wa- wake up dead... Mm-hmm. You, you won't all, wake up. Well, no, but the thing is, if I'm if I'm ever found dead in bed, right. you have just made yourself prime suspect number one. There are other person ways of interest you. number one, mm-hmm. but you've just put it out there on the air. Well, if the husband always did always did it, what? Who did it if the husband dies? The wife. But the natural all, cause. Or the mistress. Right, right. The girlfriend. Yeah. The rent boy. The so, rent boy. The pool boy. So your secret mistress is the one who's going to do it, not me. <laughs> Well, what's our motto? God, it's, it's been so a while, long. guys. <laughs> oh, my God. Did we have one? We had one. Um, Fuck you. I do what I want. That's right. right. Fuck yeah, you. I do what I want. It's Kentucky. That's right. So, fuck I, you. I do what I, I want. want. <laughs> All right.